0: Hey, what's up you guys? This is Phoenix. Welcome back to another episode of Rise Again Podcast. On this week's episode, I'm sitting down with Jaden, author of Blank Canvas. Uh, she's here to tell her story and just, you know, have a conversation. She's someone I've been wanting to have on for a long time, so I'm really excited about this one. Uh, before we get started to that interview and conversation, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to last week's episode uh, with Shaka Davis. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys, man, so much for, you know, just really uh, tuning in and showing support uh, to start off 2021. Hopefully you guys had an amazing holidays and hopefully you're having a great start to your year. Um, Man, just really, you know, working and, you know, creating those goals or things you're looking to accomplish this year. As you know, we get started every single year. It's always important, but especially this year. Um, to get the year started off right, to really just zero down and kind of figure out what is it, you know, what's my purpose for the year? What, What's something that I really want to accomplish? And, you know, I'm trying to figure out the same thing. Um, you know, currently on this journey of, you know, supporting myself full time with the things I love to do. So I'm just going out, um, you know, thrifting every day, trying to, um, you know, try to find some new stuff to, um, you know, sell vintage wise. But honestly, I've been really getting into photography lately. I've mentioned that I was, you know, um, you know, through social media and stuff, really trying to get into that. And so shout out to Bowie. Uh, we ended up meeting up and, uh, him letting me, uh, do a little photo shoot and stuff. And you can see, uh, some of those photos up on his page and everything, but just really, you know, having fun with it. It's, uh, I'm doing some learning. I'm, you know, studying stuff like for photography, it's feeling like I'm back in school again, just learning new stuff, um, learning, you know, trying to work on different crafts and that's, that's you know I'm having a blast doing it. It's it's just something fun that I've never done before, and just trying you know new stuff, and hopefully um, you know I can build a portfolio and actually start to do this a little bit professionally, uh, get into doing some photo shoots for people and stuff. So that's kind of the goal looking you know ahead for the year. Just really like I said, just um, overall you know continuing my purpose in life and uh, you know, whether that's helping others or, you know, just looking to do what I love, that's kind of the goal. And hopefully you guys are figuring that out for this year. And 2021 is going to be a really great year. I can feel it. Um, I know it's going to be definitely a wild one for sure, but if we can adapt like we did in 2020, then we know we can do it in 2021 guys. So, um, it's time to, you know, get everything started and just really just get that energy going, get that positivity going and, um, start this new year off right. And I want to start this new year off right with the first interview of 2021, guys. I'm really excited to have Jaden on, so I'll stop talking. Let's get into this. This is Jaden. Let's go. Alright, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Rise Again Podcast. We've got a very special guest, the first guest of 2021. Oh wow. Yeah, first guest <laughs> of 2021. Um, we have Jaden here, author of Blank Canvas. Um, just overall creator. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being the first guest of 2021. Uh, how's it going?
1: It's going good. Thank you for letting me be the first guest of 2021. I didn't know that. So I'm honored. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. I know we we've talked, um, you know, multiple different times. So it was just fitting to start the year off and have, you know, just a really great person on. Um uh, I'm excited to learn more about you and everything. And so if you want to start by just telling the people about yourself.
1: Okay, so of course my name is Jaden. Everybody calls me Jay. Um, I'm originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I went to Grandview University, graduated from there in 2017. I stayed here after graduation. Um, I was dead set on not going home and Moving back and living in Omaha, mm-hmm. so here I am. Um, Blank Canvas is actually my second book. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad to be here.
0: That's a, oh, it's really uh, it's crazy to think that you know people's journeys take them different places. Stuff see, I didn't know originally like before, um, like you said, you mentioned it off air and everything, but being from Omaha mm-hmm. and coming to Des Moines, um, I, I know a few people from Nebraska and stuff, and like I feel like there's always this like which states better because mm-hmm. like you know, it was kind of we're both flyover states everyone has arguments about oh Omaha's this or Des Moines is that mm-hmm. um growing up in Omaha though what was that like what was kind of the uh kind of the the energy and like the the journey through through Omaha and everything
1: um even though Nebraska and Iowa are both the flyover states there I feel like they are totally different um I think in Omaha it's way more diverse than what it is here in Iowa um, with not with just my family being there but I feel like Omaha is very family oriented um, there's a lot of big families that come come out of Omaha yeah. Um, so I was involved in like a lot of stuff growing up like track ballet basketball all this stuff that I was involved in growing up and I think that stuff like helped shape who I am mm-hmm um and then going to high school at central high school go eagles (laughs) it was like um one of the most diverse high schools in the state it was like huge and then to come here and go to college um at grandview it was almost kind of like a culture shock to me like no lie it was crazy to come from omaha um and then go to grandview and i thought uh, as a freshman coming into college like You know, it's going to be oh so diverse, and there's going to be all these people that I'm going to meet. And it was not like that for me at first. Like, I swear, my freshman year, like, there was only like four black girls on campus. And it was crazy to me. Like, I don't think people look at culture shock like the other way around. Like, Mm -hmm. it really was a culture shock for me. But I adapted, and I ended up really liking it here. And obviously, because I stayed, but yeah.
0: That's crazy to me because when I think it's wild because obviously like Iowa, if you look at outside of Des Moines, like mm-hmm. for the most part, it's not diverse at all. And yeah. I, at all. When I hear Nebraska, generally, I don't think like it would be a little bit more diverse than mm-hmm. like Omaha and like those surrounding areas and everything. So it, it's wild to, um, you know, you go to like different schools and stuff and have that, like that culture shock and like, you know, Grandview for sure. I could see, I could see, sure. the, see that <laughs> happening and stuff. Just, for the, sure. just the, the area and like all that. And, uh, So you, when did you, you came up to Des Moines just for college and everything? Like, no, did you ever travel here before?
1: So it's so crazy. I always, I will will always, 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 always say this. God will give you a glimpse of your future if you let him. So when I was a kid and I ran track, we always had track meets in Des Moines. Like Mm -hmm. I I started to kind of like know like people here and there. That lived here and so since I ran track I ended up getting a scholarship at Grandview and Grandview was not my first choice at all at all I wanted to go to a different school in South Dakota it was bigger than Grandview it was more diverse like from my college visit but who can tell from that but (laughs) I went to the visit in South Dakota and I just felt so disconnected from the school and then when I came to Grandview to do my visit it was like an instant connection with like the coaches the staff and I was just I had to pick Grandview over the other school because I knew I would be miserable if I would have went to the other school instead of going to Grandview oh,
0: definitely it's when you, it's kind of that gut feeling you know what I mean for like sure when you, when you feel Absolutely. Something, this is like kind of what I'm feeling this one I'm leaning towards and uh, you kind of head that way with uh, with track, so you ran track pretty much like your whole life, you know. Perhaps. Yes,
1: my whole life, like fifteen years.
0: Jeez. there's something about track that I feel like I don't because we have like you know the Drake relays mm-hmm. here and stuff. So like we were like you know it's a big thing. Like you see a lot. I mean, uh what's her name? Lolo Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Like she went to Roosevelt. Like I feel like track's kind of in like that Des Moines um, background and stuff. So you know it's around. You see it and. I got a lot of respect for track (laughs) stars, and Like, I think people don't – like, people think football, basketball, like that type of stuff. mm -hmm. But the amount of skills and, like, cardio that you have to do, like, I feel like with track is – it needs a little bit more respect on the game. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: We would be at track meets and we would have no fans. I'm just like, oh, my (laughs) gosh, this is so crazy. But, yeah, 15 years in the game for track. And I'll say once I got to school, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but once I got to college, I – Liked cross country more than I liked track
0: was it just something different because you did it so long was it more just like you're just like man It like- was
1: because cross country It was one and done yeah. <laughs> One race and you're done track you have to sit out there all day You have to warm up then cool down and it was not like that for cross country So I grew a love for cross country way more than track, but I stuck it out all four years I
0: was gonna ask that so you did you went all four years all and everything. four all four what'd you uh, major in for for college?
1: so i majored in kinesiology and health promotions and then i got my minor in mass communications
0: okay okay see that's the stuff that always interests me because it's like um you know when you go to school and stuff and you major it's like Mm -hmm. okay did we like do you feel like you still use some of those like the the skills today or like is it more like i'm always yeah always curious about that
1: so somebody literally asked me the other day they were like do you think you could have got where you are in life without your degree and i was like "Mm, i could have but I, it was, I'll say the experience of college of those four years shaped me more than really what I learned in mm-hmm. school. Um, and I was one of those people, you know how they say, don't let people deter you from your dreams. No, I let somebody do that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my original, my original um, major was mass communications. That was it. When I yeah. went to school, I was dead set on being on the radio. Yeah, I was dead set on it. And then... Like my freshman year, they were saying, like, oh, my professors would say, like, oh, I do this and this and I did this and that, but I didn't make that much money doing it. And yeah. I'm like, you can't tell a class full of freshman great, kids that. That so, are like
0: ready to go and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I didn't make I didn't make that much. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I
1: was I so I was immediately that was I was immediately ready to change my major. And then once I took my first radio broadcast class, oh my goodness. My professor hated me. <laughs> He hated me. He thought I was terrible. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm a
0: freshman. Give me some information. Man, and
1: then it make it even worse. I was in the class. My radio partner in the class was taking it as an elective. And so uh, she didn't even care about yeah. the class. I'm like, die hard. Like, this
0: is what I want to do. <laughs>
1: yes, and she got a better grade than me. I was uh, like, oh, no. So it was just hurting me. And then, so I switched my major to kinesiology. Um, I don't regret the change, but... Um, I do think that if I would have stuck with mass communications, it would be way more helpful for what I want to do now yeah. in life, but I definitely don't regret it.
0: I think it's all experience, you know what I mean? Like like you said, like, um, personally, I didn't go to college, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but, like, I wish, there's times where I wish I would have because I wanted that experience, yeah. whether it was, like, living in the dorms or, like, like, you become closer with those people that you're, yeah, you're with sure. every day through class and stuff. You pretty much, especially when you live on campus as well, um, I feel like a lot of times and it's funny you mentioned that because i heard the same thing and that was one of the reasons why i ended up not going to school Mm -hmm. was because i wanted to do something like radio or media and stuff and everyone was like don't like voice this or don't do this mass communications mass when you think about it like a lot of these great people that we admire and look up to like you know are the the reason why uh you know they went to school and went Uh to these, these big schools and everything it's it's crazy to think that like uh it, people kind of go in your ear and like yes you that's to them exactly what happened to me do you feel like you've gotten better at that over time if someone's in your ear trying to tell you like no nah, you don't need to do this you shouldn't do this like is that something through school and into uh, you know your life now is that something that you feel like you've gotten a little bit better at
1: hmm. I think so I think when it comes to like my craft or something that I'm really passionate about doing i'll i'll i've told someone this before like i can take advice from people but just because you give me um that advice doesn't mean that i have to go with what you're telling yeah. me i just sometimes you just kind of want to hear what other people have to say about mm-hmm. something but deep down sometimes i think we know what we want to do
0: it's it's like someone will tell you and you'll ask i do i do this <laughs> like i'll i'll have something in my head that mm-hmm. i want to do and then i'll go to like 15 people like should i do this should i should i do this mm-hmm. or, what do you think about this and like they'll say stuff and They'll say, like, the thing you're not wanting to hear, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, thank you, but, like, you don't, it's a pick and choose thing mm-hmm. with, like, uh, advice or, you know, people in your ear and stuff, because there's going to be people that are out there, like, really for you, that really want to see you succeed and yeah. stuff, and then other people are just like, oh, you don't need to do that, just because they don't, they don't want to see you do that, they mm-hmm. want to see you go to the next level and get that growth and everything, um, but I I feel, I feel you know, strongly about, like, it's, it's important to, like, take that advice from people, but at the same time, like, keep... Your head strong and keep the grounded and be able to um you know focus on what you want as well
1: Mm -hmm. and trusting your gut
0: oh definitely and so getting out of college um what was kind of you know a lot of people life after college it's like okay now i'm in the real world you know what what do i do now Mm -hmm. like basically it's go it's the same thing with high school like okay go what do you do Mm -hmm. what was kind of your thought process when you graduated what was are you were you writing then that was one thing i had like kind of a question about when did you kind of start getting into writing um poetry or um you know, all
1: that. Okay, so it's it still kind of connects with school. So I, um, of course, I was running track, and um, it was my senior year, and I took a um, creative writing class because I love to write, of course. And... Um, I actually made it to nationals for track. So, during the poetry, like, unit of the class, I was gone. Oh, okay. And he, the teacher told me, if you um, come to the Poetry Slam and you write a poem and you say it, then I'll give you extra credit. So, I'm like, okay, easy peasy. I have, I'm the type of person, I have no problem with public speaking at all. So, I go and um, I wrote a poem and I performed it and I just, you know, I got a feeling. I was like, wow, like, I loved that, like, I loved writing it. I loved performing it. The second time was when I did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Grandview. And I had to have a talent. And I didn't have a talent. And the whole time, leading up to the show, I didn't have a talent. So I'm like, I'm going to just write a poem. So I wrote the poem and I performed it. Of course, I didn't win Mr. and Mrs. Grandview, which was fine. But to see the crowd reaction to my poem, it was like something really funny. Like to Mm -hmm. see the crowd's reaction, it was like something else in me that kind of sparked a fire. So, after school, I got the worst job of my life at shitty Wells Fargo. Hey,
0: shout out Wells Fargo. My <laughs> gosh.
1: Got a job at Wells Fargo, yeah. desk job. And at the time, I'm like, okay, I'm they're telling me I'm going to make this amount of money. I'm going to have insurance. Like, I'm thinking, I made it. Nope. No. Nope. um, The job was terrible, but at the time, because of the way the job was set up, I was able to write a lot at my desk. So it was just a period of time in my life where I was just writing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I had come across, um, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a poet. Her name is Raina Bitty. And um, I remember getting her book for graduation as a present and reading her book like, wow. Like, yeah. this girl is saying exactly how I feel without saying it, just writing it out. Mm-hmm. She's using metaphors. She's using different words and different language to write this poetry. And I know exactly what she's saying and I can definitely relate. And I'm like, I wanna be able to do this. Like I couldn't believe how much her book had impacted me. So I would just I just really start writing and then um my friend who I did uh the book the first book with, her name is Olivia, she liked bitty too and I remember her writing her on Snapchat one day, like, let's write a book. Yeah. And so then that's how our first book, um, Hardboiled Eggs, came about, and that's how I started this journey. It's
0: crazy though, cause it's uh, first of all, I worked at Wells Fargo too, so I, I feel <laughs> man, yeah, the desk job, I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. It's it's a it's a gift, and you know, it's a curse at the same time to me, cause man. the time you get in, like I was an inbound person, right, and me like too. I called outbound sometimes, but when me you're too. inbound, you do get those the times yeah i know i know <laughs> it's 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 yeah um so like when you're when you're inbound you have time i remember i was reading a lot mm-hmm. i was trying to be productive doing things and stuff and it's crazy because in, in those moments when you're looking i feel like if you if you haven't been in those the cubicle walls like yeah it, it really like i get why people get like you know different things and like depression there and stuff mm-hmm. because like you really like are just looking around, like man, this shit's why everything's the same. Like, I know, and
1: then there's those people who's been there for like thirty yeah. years. I'm like, how? Like how? And you're
0: looking at them, like I don't want to be that. And it's no offense to the people that are, mm-hmm. and that's their thing and everything. But like, I looked at, I completely feel you. I looked at, it and I it was like, no, nah, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like you know, thirty year like has all the plaques on the walls. Yeah, no, nah, that, that wasn't me like, at like, I'm all. Good. It's it's cool that it led you though. You know that that moment in the in the office because. Especially here in Des Moines, like, it's for people that get in jobs and stuff. It's Wells Fargo, Principal, you know, all these, like, office insurance jobs and stuff. And it's crazy because you think, like, something that would kill creativity also helps boost your creativity.
1: For sure. For sure. Did you
0: feel like that was something that, like, if it wasn't for that job, do you feel like you would have kind of maybe put a little bit on the creative side on the back burner? Or do you feel like you always had that creative vision that you wanted to express to the world
1: and everything um I feel like that was the good that came from me working at Wells Fargo was sitting in that cubicle thinking like this is this is not it like this cannot be it for me even when I started writing blank canvas every day I would be in the cubicle writing and people would be like what are you doing like I'm writing. Yeah. I would be printing stuff off the printer. <laughs> you, I'm I'm gonna. I was like, I'm gonna use this job as much as I can. Yeah. I'm printing stuff off the printer. I'm still in tax. I'm trying to do everything I can to squeeze everything out of this job that I hate yeah. to boost my creativity. So it was it was kind of a blessing and a curse.
0: Oh, it really is. It's it's that moment where again, yeah, like you said, just using like the best of your, your yes, abilities to do sure. stuff to get by. How long were you at Wells Fargo, by the way? I'm just three curious. years. Okay, three yeah. years was the first year, like, this is okay. Because, like, it's, it's funny to talk with people who like, kind of experienced mm-hmm. you know, it. Like, especially when we're, like, creative, creative people and, like, trying to do stuff. I remember my first year, I was like, oh, this ain't bad. The money's nice all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. The second year, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Like, this isn't... <laughs> Yeah, I
1: think my second and a half year, um, I had went through a lot of manager changes, and then mm-hmm. I started to not like my manager, and it made the job just yeah. that much worse. I was like, yeah, I can't keep
0: doing this. Well, it's crazy, because that led you into the moment. And so, you, you said you wrote the book um, with Olivia, The Hard Boiled Eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, was it, you were at Wells Fargo still when you were writing this? Mm-hmm. And what was kind of the, because that's the other thing I've always been curious about with, you know, people who write, you know, books and authors and just kind of the thought process about like how how do you even get started into that? Because I feel like it is such it would be such a uh, kind of a task to like mentally be like okay this is the layout of how I want to do this or mm-hmm. this is the what am I going to put in here? How am I going to compile everything?
1: So I am the I am literally the walking epitome of write it down and make it plain. Yep. I can show you in my notes from the beginning of the year. Um, I wrote hard-boiled eggs, I, and I wrote out what it meant. And mm-hmm. then um, I made another note that said, "I'm going to write a book." Um, how long it was going to take me, um, and what I wanted, what I wanted it to be about. And then I just started writing. I started writing the poems. I didn't care if it was if even if I just had a title. I'm writing out the title. Even if I'm thinking and I only can think of maybe two or three lines mm-hmm. of a poem, then I'm gonna write that down and then come back to it later um just to build off of it because i don't want to think of something because i've done it a trillion times i would think of something and not write it down or not write it in my notes mm-hmm. and i forget it so i always just try to write something down um at the time that i'm thinking it and then just build on everything that i've written in however amount of however long that i was writing
0: No, oh, it is it's it's when you uh i get that because it's like the like my iphone notes crazy like yes. when you have like. And people will like go through your notes, and they're like, "Why do you have one sentence?" That's mm-hmm. just here? Because that one sentence could be yes. you know a whole entire thing that could yes. be later on. You don't know what it's gonna you know where it's gonna lead you to and stuff. And I think that's like the the creative kind of mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when you really have that, like when you can write one sentence and know where it's gonna take you. You personally know where it's gonna go and everything. Um, How did you guys when when you released the book was it kind of through a website or like? I'm always curious on like the dist- distribution and like publishing and like all that kind of stuff like
1: So we had um we had a book signing first. We put it up we put it out on Amazon and we had a website, but we had our like initial launch event that we did was a book signing back in Omaha and that was probably where most of our like revenue and attention came from mm-hmm. and then we also did stuff in like schools back in Omaha but the book release was like our main event that we had to get the book out there.
0: That's great. It's it's cool to see and and the, do you feel like the success of the first book kind of brought you in like when you when you guys finished everything and you know were able to do the event and everything, was that kind of like, oh, I can do this again, like this is something I wanna do again. I wanna keep doing this. I wanna keep writing, um compiling, you know Basically, writing books uh, for people to listen to or read.
1: You know what's crazy? It was actually the downfalls of mm-hmm. it that made me want to write again because I loved my book. I loved. I loved the process in the beginning, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Like I feel like I could have done better. Mm-hmm. The look of the book wasn't what I wanted. Um, it was. There was a lot of things that I felt like could have been better. So. Um, shortly after I released the book, I came up with the idea for Blank Canvas, Mm -hmm. um, back in 2018. And I was like, I'm going to do it again. Um, and I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think the downfalls were really what pushed me to do Blank Canvas.
0: That's good. Sometimes it's the, um like i feel like sometimes it's not even failure but it's like the the idea of you know certain losses or mm-hmm. or failures or just things you don't like that will build you to your next accomplishment will build you to where you where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. we're all on this journey we're all taking you know a trip and sometimes it's going to go veer different directions and everything For so sure. it's it's always important to just kind of be a part of the ride and enjoy it, you know like the ride you're going on and everything um, with blank canvas in the book and everything You mentioned, you know, earlier on that you wanted to, you know, basically express yourself and help others. And, um, you know, even looking through some of the pages and everything, just like speaking on growth and speaking on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, helping one another. Like, it really resonated with me, the the idea of helping others, you know, and seeing, you know, basically what you saw, uh, you know, in certain art. Excuse me, the certain author and then basically somebody reading your book and being like, OK, I, I completely resonate with her. I see where her vision is mm-hmm. and where she's at. Is that something that kind of went into the details of writing Blank Canvas?
1: Yes, I wanted um, I wanted people to kind of because I I have a I have friends, but outside of those friends, like people kind of don't know a lot about me. Mm. Um I feel like people will kind of meet me and have, like, a notion about me, but they don't know me. So I felt like um, Blank Canvas was really kind of letting people in, like, hey, this is me for real. Like, somebody asked me, they were like, you wrote this? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, this is really about you? Like, I'm like, yes, this is my story. Like, from 2018 on, probably before then, like, this is, like, really about me. And I also wanted it to be like, you know, when you – hear a song for the first time Mm -hmm. or you hear a song you're like dang I like this song like I wanted to people to be like dang I like this poem you know so I really did I just really wanted people to even if it was just one poem in the book that they like I just wanted people to um kind of get to know me through the book and kind of resonate with what I was saying whether it was something about um society or friends or love or growing up or making decisions I just wanted people to kind of resonate with what I was saying in my book
0: no and it's important you know like one as like the artist or the creator like you want to be able to put your personal touches and your your feelings towards it but Mm -hmm. you want people to you know hopefully receive it and you know appreciate it back and everything like when I when I'm reading material when I'm reading you know or listening to music and stuff like I think of everything from like okay what was this person thinking at this moment Mm -hmm. like what what were they really like feeling and everything and uh it's cool that like you want that though like for people to get kind of like lost in like your your words and lost in your poems and really feel what you know whether it is society whether it is what Mm -hmm. you're feeling in your story um what's something that you know that you took away from the book that while writing it for yourself like did you kind of have like uh you know experiences while writing it that you're like man I didn't even think about this or this opened up a part of me that maybe hasn't even been opened up for a while Mm -hmm. or
1: Um, I think after completing the book, it was almost like writing the book and completing the book was almost like a healing process Mm -hmm. for me. Like at the time when I was actually writing the book and I decided on this is the year, like it was I was going through a very hard time. So to push through and power through um, and to keep going and release the book in 2020 was like a pat on the back for myself. Because I'm like, even though I, I originally wanted it to be released on my birthday, and that was in June. And that did not happen at all. And it happened to be released in October. But it was just the, it was just perfect. The timing, how it came out, how it looked, how it felt. What I put in it, it was like, it was perfect for me. It was exactly what I needed for myself Mm -hmm. to look back on the year and say, kind of like, you did it. You did
0: it. It's that moment. And I'm sure that feeling when you made the post or, you know, launched it and added it so it was available everywhere and everything, like, the moment to let everybody, you know, mm-hmm. like yo, my my book is available. You know, blank canvas is available, and then the appreciation back, but also just the the ability to be like, this is me, mm-hmm. and now my job's done. Like obviously, I still got to promote, I still got all that stuff, but my my initial job is done, and now this is for you guys, mm-hmm. for the public to see. Like, have you have you looked back at your book since writing it? That's always something I'm always curious about with creators. Like, have you looked at your body of work since? know doing and writing the body of work
1: yes i i actually have and the thing is like how you were talking about how um it came to the day to where you know you make your post and Mm -hmm. you're saying you know it's on its way i have never felt so (laughs) much anxiety oh my gosh like i kept Okay, so this is how it happened. So, I took my pictures with Tobias. Shout out to yeah, Tobias. Because yeah, he spazzed on no, my pictures. Crazy. So, I'm like, okay, Tobias, you need to hurry up and send these pictures. Because <laughs> I'm anxious to see him. Yeah. So, he sends them. I'm like, okay, so it's time. Like, you know, it's time to put them out there. And I just, I couldn't pick the pictures. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't even know when I want to release it. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, no, you need to wait this day. Or, no, you need to do this. And I'm like, no, y'all. Like... <laughs> I just had so much anxiety, like, I just had to post it, and then I took a nap, because yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't keep looking, it's the and after post, yeah, yeah, I just had Ish. to post and take a nap, yeah. because I just couldn't let it, the anxiety from it take me over, I was just like, it's here, it's coming out this day, I'm please going buy to sleep. it, right, I'm, and I'm taking my nap.
0: It's that, like, release off, like, that's the, off your shoulders, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's like, okay, I'm good, now we're gonna take the nap, we're gonna, We're gonna rest a little bit because if you're working that hard, you know it's it's a nice feeling when you're kind of like okay, now it's time to just relax a little bit, then get back to work. Yeah. And you know I do see it when I when I see you on you know social media whether it's going to different um, you know events and stuff. And it's funny because you know uh, unfortunately if it wasn't for like COVID in 2020 Mm -hmm. and stuff, like you were trying to put on like another event for like the book and stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. you know, things like that, like, but it's the adaptability with the year and everything where it's going to be great things mm-hmm. that will happen when we're able to do all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, reason why I'm mentioning this and saying this is because I see people, you know, and what you're doing and I have respect for it because mm-hmm. not only are you creating and putting out the work, but also you're putting in the work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You're putting out the body of work, but you're also putting the work, whether it is promoting, showcasing yourself, um, and putting out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I think is really, it's really, a you know, and I, I I tie it in a lot, of things that I see a lot. And you mentioned with running track and doing all this stuff. I feel like a lot of times with sports, you know what I mean? Like it, it, that discipline comes in where for it's sure. like, now that I can do this into what I'm doing, I'm going to use some things that I learned from here and I'm going to put it in there. And just the putting in work is, uh, I think, it's just doing what you love. Like, do you feel like now that you're at the point where you're doing what you love, you, you know, you put in the work, like, is it kind of like a good feeling for you?
1: Yes, it's definitely. um a good, a good, 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 good feeling. Sometimes I get, you know, we're our own worst critic and sometimes I get down on myself or I'm hard on myself. And to circle back uh, what you said about the event, I am, this is crazy to say, but thank God for COVID because I think that sometimes i try to bite off more than i can chew like with the book i needed to slow down and not try to skip steps i know with myself sometimes i try to skip steps like no follow the process be in the process while you're in it and then just follow it Mm -hmm. i wanted to do um that art show like in my book had just come out like People in Iowa, like, know me, but they don't, like, know me, know me. (laughs) So, I felt like it was kind of, like, hard for people to be, like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. So, I was just, like, you know what? It's okay, Jaden. Take a step back. Just sit with your book. Yeah. Work with it. Promote it. And just slow down a little bit. Like, I don't need need this big plate of food. Like, I need just small portions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I was thank god for covid
0: (laughs) it's it's a you know unfortunately obviously there's a lot of bad things that happen with it but i Mm -hmm. feel like you know with 2020 like it it brought a lot into you know when you're staying at home and you're Mm -hmm. seeing like you know what what do what can i work on like i always stress to people like through the podcast and whatever it was like you know we're all staying at home okay try something new you've never done before Mm -hmm. try something or work and perfect the craft that you are Mm -hmm. trying to get at and everything like I think being at home kind of helps people like center themselves and mm-hmm. be with their selves more, which you know in turn helps people create and like do amazing things and it's it's crazy because like some things do save like thing you know things from happening that maybe shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason so like oh for sure you know, oh so my like gosh. when you're when you're <laughs> at that point and you're like, and I I've been there where you know because we we've thrown events and we try to do stuff and like this last year was really weird not throwing like one single event mm-hmm. and it's like I really want to do this I want to do this I want to do this but then it's, now looking back it's like oh this is why like oh I couldn't do it at that time because of you know this yes. happened or this happened like there's a reason for everything you know so it's it's a and it, when you mentioned like trust the process or trust your you know be in the process mm-hmm. like we're so like. We're goal-driven people, you know what I mean? Like, we want mm-hmm. to accomplish everything we want to accomplish, and we see people that are way ahead, you know, these celebrities, these people that yes. are out here oh doing their things, yes. and it's such a, like, finished product life that we live, you know what I mean? So, it's when we're seeing people at wherever peak, you know, they're at right now, you got to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, they're there because they they went there and they're mm-hmm. doing their thing. That doesn't mean I need to be where they're at at the yes. point that I'm at, you know what yes. I mean? So, I think it's just really trusting where you're at and your growth and your your uh, ability to um, be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough to be okay with where you're at uh, while looking at other things and stuff. But if you're looking back at the past year and you're looking at like kind of, you know, from even the book release to now, like what's kind of been the growth personally and as far as everything?
1: Man, 2020 was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, COVID was terrible, but I'm sorry. I've never seen myself grow as much as I saw myself grow in 2020. Like, the start of the year at 2020, I was like, you could not have told me that this is what my... Even though it's not a lot, it's not like I became a millionaire or I bought a new house and had a kid and got married Mm -hmm. in 2020. But to have seen myself grow from where I started at, like, no. I remember 20... It wasn't even 2020. It was still 2019. It was December. Bought a notebook. I wrote in the notebook. Write it down. Make it plain. I wrote in the notebook. By the end of this year, I will have a new job, making more money. I will have my own apartment. I will have my book, blank canvas, release and I will have a new car. It was all done. It all happened by the end of twenty twenty. Oh, so to see myself, all of that happen. Mm-hmm. And believing in myself and not giving up, trusting the process and being in the process, it was like I've never seen myself grow that much at all, at all. I love twenty twenty. Right. I'm sorry.
0: No, and, and like I, I feel the same. Like you got to say I'm sorry a lot for like because it was such a. I like, know. Uh, but it's like, no, like the personal growth that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people had, like in the year and everything, like it's it's crazy that like you were able to check off everything off yes. the list, but it's because you know you trusted everything, mm-hmm. you know you knew where it was gonna go. And, and now looking into kind of this, this upcoming year, like we're already, what is it, the eighth today? Like it's already yeah, it's been a wild year so far, but, like, hey, but we're still going, we're still moving. So it's, uh, I, I'm excited for the upcoming year. I'm excited for, you know, kind of what's next and everything. But um, I wanted to ask you though, like there's something that I feel like I'm always curious about people and like what their mindset is and kind of like how they think about um, this certain topic and stuff, but I've, uh, talked with, you know, a few people about kind of like, what's your purpose, what's your mm-hmm. drive, what's, what's the reason why you feel like you're here, mm-hmm. which like, it sounds, you know, different, but like when, when you're thinking about, you know, obviously like, you know, you wanted to write blank canvas, you wanted to write, you know, whatever you wanted to write, you want to write poetry, you want to do what you want to do. But when you kind of go down to the smaller, you know, things of like what the main purpose is, what do you think is kind of like the main purpose of your life right now?
1: Um, I'll say the main purpose is to tell the story, like just to tell the story, I use, I don't want to say be ashamed, but I am a person where I haven't been through like serious trials and tribulations and struggles but I haven't had a perfect life. Mm. So it's just to tell the story of just because your situation isn't as big as someone else's doesn't mean that it's not a big deal to you in yeah. your life. Yeah. Like and there's so this is one thing I was watching um a sermon. I'm big into watching sermons on YouTube. Um and they were talking about how there's so many people connected to you fulfilling your purpose. Mm-hmm. You don't know who by you doing this, that, and the third you're going to affect, and that's going to help them catapult them into their purpose and what they're supposed to do in their life. So that's one thing that I that's always stuck to me is like I'm not if I'm not working in my purpose. Somebody else's is not working in their purpose because they're connected to me. There's so many people connected to you that you don't even know. Like, mm-hmm. there's people that bought my book. I don't even know them. Yeah. But because I put my work out there, somebody might read my book that I don't know. And it po- positively impacts them. Like, I don't know. You just have to just keep working in your purpose because so many people are connected to you being in place in the world. So, Oh, no,
0: That's yeah. true. That's true because there's moments in time where especially when you are working towards whatever you're working towards that you're like you kind of feel like you know it's just you Mm -hmm. and like you don't know how many lives you've touched or like people Mm -hmm. and like like I always say for me it's like man if I could just touch one person you know like one person's life and inspire them Mm -hmm. or help them out in whichever way it is like then I've done my job you know what I mean if Mm -hmm. I if I've inspired the next like for me a lot is the youth like I care a lot about our next generation and stuff so like if I can help them out and, you know, put them in a place that I wasn't at when they were at that age or give them opportunities that I didn't have growing up or this and that. Like, you know, a lot of times it, it may feel like we're not, you know, we're just doing our work just to do our work. and mm-hmm. We're just, you know, doing everyday life. Just to do it. But people are watching, you know. Yeah. Like, and you may not mean, like you said, it could be people you don't even know. And like you could be touching different people's lives that are in different states, country Like you don't know yeah. where people are going and stuff. You know? And
1: I feel like social media is a blessing and a curse for that because Mm -hmm. if you, like, especially with, like, teenagers and as girls, females, women, like, just how you said you could be looking at somebody else on Instagram, their highlight reel on on Instagram, and somebody might be doing the same thing as you, and they got 17,000 likes Mm -hmm. on something, and you post something, and you only get 32 likes. Like, Focus on your audience of thirty two. Yeah. Like you can't you're not ready for the seventeen thousand. Yeah. Focus on your audience of thirty two. Like I wish I could stress that enough. Like that's why social media is a blessing and a curse because that it it can kill it if you're not focused on your audience and your crowd and catering to the people that are choosing to support you at this time where you're at on your journey. Like you can't skip the steps at all. No.
0: and that's the that's the truth because a lot of times you'll see people and like you're like you said you're doing the same thing you're like damn they got they got fifteen k on that like, Man. That, like that thing it's like and then you kind of second guess like oh should I even upload this today or should I even put this for today? sure and stuff. Oh, like, my no, gosh I'd rather put you know my content out and have twenty people listen to mm-hmm. it but those are twenty diehard supporters yes. versus the twenty thousand that are out here doing you know not even maybe interacting with your post mm-hmm. or interacting with whatever you're doing and stuff but. The followers are there you know what I mean like yes if I have a strong 200 then that you know that's cool like you know people yeah, of course you want the growth and like you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but if, if I got like a, a good you know foundation of people yes. that are out here you know supporting and pushing you like I think that's all we need you know
1: yes that's why you cannot you cannot focus on who is not supporting you you will drain yourself trying to focus on who is not supporting you they're making the conscious choice <laughs> to not support you and that is okay yeah. that is perfectly fine you have to focus on who is there for you and who is supporting you because if you're not catering to them then you're not you're not doing it right. You can't focus on who's not supporting
0: you. It's true. I learned at a very young age that you can't please everybody. Cannot
1: you, know? you can't. And it
0: you'll literally like you said you'll drain yourself if you want to please every single person in the mm-hmm. world. There's gonna be some people that don't fuck with you, and that's okay. You know, like it's gonna be okay that you know that person does it, but there's gonna be three others that do. Yes. And once you start to get and flip that, because I like you said, social media is a blessing and a curse, and I feel like it's brought that upon us a lot, where mm-hmm. it's like. Man, like they don't fuck with me, or they commented something bad, like, like you know this and that, or like YouTube comment, whatever. Twitter fingers, you know what I mean? Like it's all that stuff is just very, like you know, if I can make like somebody happy, like if some people are gonna hate, that means you're doing something right, Mm -hmm. you know? So
1: that's something that I learned, like when I first released my book, because in my head I had like this imaginary list of people who were gonna buy my book, Mm -hmm. and when it didn't start matching up, I was like, okay, I can't let this get to me. Like I need to get this list out of my head because I'm focusing on these two or three people that didn't buy my book, but it's 10 people who I don't even know that Mm -hmm. bought it. So yeah, you got to make sure that your focus is right. And you got to rip up that imaginary list of people who you think are supposed to support you.
0: Oh, for real. And no, speaking of focus and everything, when, when you're looking at obviously it's the beginning of the year and stuff, um, what's kind of your focus heading into this year? What was the things that you wrote on December 30th, you know, 2020 on your notebook that you're looking to accomplish this year?
1: You know what's crazy? I'm so disappointed in myself and I am absolutely sad because I have not written anything down for 2021 yet. But it's coming. But in my head, I already know what it's going to be. Um, I feel like not enough people know my why. Like you wrote this book of poetry, but why or why should I read your book or who are you why are you doing this and I feel like my 2021 is really going to be letting people know what my why is and I feel like once you can connect with somebody on what their why is that's how you get a customer or that's how you get a friend or that's how you get a fan or um, just stuff like that I feel like 2021 is me really cementing my why with my book so yeah
0: that's good though it's good to um like you said whether it's customer fan you know or anything like and even for yourself you know mm-hmm. to be like okay i know why i'm doing this but i gotta really know like what's my what what's the reason i'm doing yes. this every single move i ask myself why like why are you doing this why did you make this decision why that mm-hmm. because it's all life lessons you know we're, we're just learning a bunch of them yes know? and at some point in time we're gonna have to teach these lessons so it's You know, whether it's the kids, whether it's the family, you know, different people and stuff. So if I can explain why I did this moment at that moment, Mm -hmm.
1: like,
0: that's that's big right there. I think I'm I'm really, I don't know, something about this year just feels different. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's it's something that's, like, I just can see so much growth happening for Mm -hmm. people and so much, like, great things um, that are going to come. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see kind of what's next and everything. And... uh, you know, for you to work on, especially when we start to be able to have, uh, you know, kind of more crowds and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm always down to do something or like said, like we were saying before, like, you know, that whenever the events come or that time comes where you're ready to do on that end, like, I think it's gonna be really cool mm-hmm. as well. But no, I think, uh, I, I think looking at the uh, kind of the end of 2020, they, there was moments where it was kind of like, You kind of like take a deep breath and you you think about everything that you've done throughout the year and you look into the next year and that's when you really are like, okay, now I know my purpose of what I'm going to do for 2021.
1: And it's like, I made it through this in 2020. So if it gets thrown at me in 2021, then I'll know what to do. Yeah, Like, yeah, that was, that's another big one for me. Like if this happens or if this comes or something along these lines happens, then We've been here before. This is not our first rodeo. We know what right. to do. We know how to make the decision. We know how to bounce back. We know how to think positive. We know how to work through it. We know how to keep going. So, yeah.
0: That's all it is. I mean, like, like if we made it through 2020, we can make it through <laughs> anything. So oh <laughs> my goodness. We're just going to keep it moving, keep it going. Um, Kind of wrap things up with everything. I, I definitely appreciate you coming on, being the first guest, being the just... Just the the positive light and everything into this this uh, this new year and everything. So, if you had any last words, kind of give to the people, what would it be?
1: Um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for listening. Um, trust y'all. Process. Keep going. Don't listen to the haters. Um, keep being yourself. There's only one you out there, and there's only one you for a reason. Um, love yourself more than you love anything. Um, follow me on Instagram at blank canvas the book. Um, and just yeah, love you guys. <laughs>
0: perfect, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All right, you guys. That's gonna do it for this episode. Want to thank you for tuning in. Want to thank Jaden for coming on. I've been wanting to get her on for like the longest time, so I was so excited to finally have this conversation with her. Um, man, guys, go make sure you go check out her book, Blank Canvas, on her website, blankcanvasthebook.com. Uh, You can order it there. Um, I believe she's even going to have some, you know, clothing and merch on the way, too. So just stay tuned. Follow her on all social media, like she said. Um, Just one big takeaway I had from this episode is something that Jaden kept talking about, which was, you know, staying in tune with your process and, you obviously trusting your process is something that I mentioned on the podcast before, but it's still, you know, it still matters. It's something that's still true. And I'll keep saying it's just because... If you're in tune with your process, just like uh, you know Jaden said, like you're gonna be more aware of what you should do in the moments that you know when things are happening, because there's gonna be moments where you don't think you're ready to make a jump or you don't think you're ready um, to go after something. But if you're in tune with the process and you're trusting the process, then you know this is the right decision. You know it's gonna be good for you, and uh, it's gonna be good for you in the long run and everything. So. Uh, you know, talking with Jaden and seeing you know her story going from you know basically you know having an amazing track career to finding her creative side with writing to you know us connecting on you know both working at Wells Fargo and stuff like um, to all my call center people out there to anybody who's you know been a part of retail call centers, customer service, anything like that. You know how it is, man. you know how you're feeling and stuff, and especially in that office environment. And like she mentioned, she was just writing 24 seven whenever she got the chance. Um, I think when you're passionate about something and you're really, truly passionate about something, um, just do whatever it takes to be able to go out and do that thing. And, uh, in those moments where you have some downtime, you know, definitely just try and work on stuff, whatever it is that you want to work on. And, um, this is a perfect year for that. So if you guys are looking to start something, if you guys are continuing something, just keep on doing what you're doing, stay in tune with the process and trust your process and you're going to be amazing i can't wait to see all the growth for the rest of the year um definitely excited for you know i just want to say again thank you to jay for you know coming on and being the first guest of 2021 um and that's going to do it you guys can follow me on instagram at rav phoenix that's the personal page you can follow anything on rise again media related on facebook twitter and instagram at rise again create visit the website, big announcement guys this week. So stay tuned. Um, I'm really excited. It's going to be a couple big announcements this week. So stay tuned on the social media. Um, you know, just to keep updated and everything, because I'm really excited. So just, just stay tuned. That's all I got to say. That's, that's really all I got to say again. Thank you so much. And we'll see in the next one. Peace.